Gardening on the Pat Kenny Show. With the Husqvarna Automower. Keep your lawn looking pristine from the comfort of your own home. See Husqvarna.ie. Now we are joined by uh, Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family, to talk, uh, actually, something we talked about earlier, birds and uh, how to keep the songbirds in our gardens well fed over the winter. Porik, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat, and what a beautiful gardening day. Well, I can't see it at the moment. I'm in a studio. I hope it's <laughs> as nice as you describe it. So what can we do to make sure that the birds are well fed? Because uh, obviously we can put out uh, food for them, but is yes. there anything naturally in our garden that will keep them nourished? Well, there's lots of really good garden plants, Pat, and this autumn in particular, in, in particular has, has been a great autumn for burying shrubs. Shrubs like Cotoneaster and Pyracantha and Skimmias that produce their berries from late September right through up until, up until Christmas. The birds are feeding on those and they're, of course, high in protein and um, high in oils as well. But many flowering plants as well, Pat, like Echinacea or Verbenas or Fennel that we use in our kitchen as a herb, they produce fabulous seeds at this time of year. Even common plants like sunflowers. If you've been growing sunflowers during the summer, Summer. Of course, they've been beautiful, but at this time of year, they're producing their seed heads, their, their sunflower nuts, and that seed can be uh, left on the plant and the birds will come and pick those right through the winter period. So any of the flowering plants, particularly the wildflowers or herbaceous plants like verbenas, like fennel, teasel or echinacea, leave the seed heads on, Pat. Don't be tempted to cut them back just yet and allow the birds to feed on them. Okay. Ivy, of course, ivy is in flower at the moment and ivy is a great resource, particularly for insects like honeybees, bumblebees, and um, particularly at this time of year, they love that late production of nectar and um, bees in particular will produce honey from ivy uh, in the autumn period. And of course, the pigeons will come and feed on the berries in early spring on ivy as well. Now, uh, before we leave the birds, just one thing. People have nesting boxes in their gardens. Uh, Should you clean them out or? Yeah, you should. At this time of year, and again, the nesting season has finished for, for this year. So it's a good idea to visit the various nesting boxes, take out any of the old nests, Give them a clean out as well and that prepares them for next season. So it's a good idea over the winter period to clean out the old nesting boxes and uh, that prepares them for the birds for next spring. All right, Porik. Now, questions coming in uh, thick and fast. I have baby tears weed growing on my lawn. It's spreading like mad, covering large sections. How do I get rid of it? Okay, so this is helixine or baby tears. It's a very, very small leafed plant patch, a perennial plant that comes back year after year. Indeed, it was actually sold as a house plant many years ago. But in lawns, it tends to spread across the ground and it suppresses the grass. Um, my advice really is to treat it. You can treat it at this time of year. Use something like Dicofar, which is a recognised lawn weed killer. So it'll kill the baby's tears and other broadleaf weeds in your lawn at this time of year. You need a dry day, obviously, to apply it. Mix it with water. Apply it over the baby tear area area in the lawn and that will control it. It'll be dead in about six or seven days. Now, some lucky person mm-hmm. says, I have a woodland area with birch and beech trees. Which bulbs can I plant now for some winter and spring colour or is it too late? It's not too late. No, you can plant bulbs right up until, certainly up into the middle of December. And many listeners may have bought bulbs, you know, a couple of weeks back and, and forgotten that they're in the garage somewhere. So get them out and get them planted. But particularly in shaded areas, under woodland areas, 
There are some like Fritillaria's anemones. The wood anemone does really well. I've got cyclamen actually in flower at the moment, Pat, in my garden, and they're absolutely brilliant in shaded areas. Snowdrops, if planted now, will flower certainly before Christmas. Crocuses are always great in woodland areas because they come into flower so early in the season. And again, they're loved by the bumblebees and the and the uh, honeybee in particular in February. And dwarf daffodils like February gold, if they're planted now, again, you'll have fabulous colour in the woodland area in February and March before the trees come into full leaf. Louise wants uh, a tip for keeping a real Christmas tree fresh over the Christmas season. I find that two weeks in, the tree is losing its needles and very dry. Okay, well, look at uh, Christmas trees, and we're going to cover this part probably in a couple of weeks' time. Around the 8th of December, we'll cover the, the, the whole aspect of Christmas trees. But look, at my advice is to leave it as late as possible in picking the tree. When you select a tree, pick a tree that's quite heavy for its size, so it's full of sap. Take off at least two to three inches of the base. So you prepare a Christmas tree like we do our cut flowers. You cut off the base of the tree and you insert it into a a Christmas tree holder that you can put water into. And that's critical. And of course, indoors, you're you're dealing with a, with a, a live tree, as it were. It needs to be kept in the coolest spot. So turn off the radiators and change the water on a regular basis. Now, Jean says, I planted a Portuguese laurel about three years ago. It is thriving. I haven't Great. pruned it ever, but I'd like more height. Should I prune it back and uh, top it to encourage more height or just leave it alone? It's a great question from Jean because people often plant hedging plants like Portuguese laurel and common laurel pot and they leave them for many years without trimming them back. But and you tend to end up with a tall, leggy hedge rather than something that's quite bushy. So I always advise pruning even young hedging plants. So if you put a hedge in this year, just tip it back, take off the top shoots, take off the side shoots as well. Pruning it back by only a couple of inches, that will stimulate new growth and help the Portuguese laurel to fill in right from the base. You end up with a bushier, denser plant. It won't ultimately uh, stop the overall height of the Portuguese laurel. It can grow anything up to six or seven feet. But the side trimming and the topping back is very important on all hedging plants. All right. And uh, you can keep doing that and, it, you know, leave the height that you want it uh, to be. Exactly. Now, but I have start, olive... start when the plants are young. That's yeah. the critical thing, Pat, because okay. you, you develop a nice full shape on the tree, on the hedge. Kay in County Clare says, I have an olive tree on my patio with little olives on it. Will they mature? Is there anything I can do to help them grow to full size? Will I bring them inside for the winter? Yeah, absolutely. If you can bring it in, if if the listener has actually a conservatory area or a greenhouse or a tunnel area, bring the olives in. Olives traditionally, I mean, they are a Mediterranean plant, plant path, so we're, we're certainly, um, you know, pushing the envelope on this one. But it, they normally take six to eight months to produce ripe uh, olives. Uh, generally, you know when they're ripe because they'll come away from the tree quite easily. And generally, ripe olives are really dark green or purple in colour. But my advice really is to take it in now for the winter. Keep it in a semi-cool area and um, in full light and that will help to ripen yeah. the, the olive fruits. Yeah, I, I, you can't even eat them straight. You've got to do no. all sorts of things before you can Put them in uh, salt eat and water olive. or yeah, brine. All sorts yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. It's not simple. No. Uh, could I ask, Porik, what plant is this? Cream and vanilla coloured miniature tulip shaped flower. I chose it for the colour. Oh, well, it depends. Uh, uh, what's the name of the plant? Is that what they're looking yeah, for? They're wondering well, what they- it is. Cream, vanilla coloured miniature tulip shapes. Well, there are there are tulips that come in in various different colours. Some with with variegated with uh, white and red in the flower. Varieties like Pinocchio have, have beautiful colours. Maybe if the listener took a picture of the flower and and send it into us, and I'll have a look at it and and come back to them maybe on Twitter with the. Uh, 
with oh, an identification. Okay. Um, how to feed birds without attracting rats to the food? That's from Kevin. Well, as I as I said, Pat, really my, my advice is to to put in lots of burying shrubs in particular. I mentioned some great ones like Cotoneaster and Pyracantha. Um, skimmias do really well. Birds absolutely love them. So there are a lot of garden plants that you can actually plant. And indeed, there's a collection of wildflowers that you can grow specifically specifically for birds. So they're seed producing um, flowers like teasel that I mentioned or, or echinacea. They produce brilliant seed that the birds absolutely love and they feed on them right through the winter. Sunflowers are another great example of something or verbena boreensis is one of my favourites. It's full of uh, protein rich seeds at this time of year. Mm. I've a variegated holly tree. It has lost a lot of its leaves. Why has this happened? It has some red berries on leaves that are there. Can you help? Is there a way to bring it back? Well, it to be I, I, I mean, hollies are very tough and very resilient. Te- generally speaking, when hollies drop their leaves, it's, it's generally a sign they're either, either in very heavy ground, very wet ground, and that causes leaf loss, or if they're in containers, if it's too warm, or again, if it, it gets too dry, they'll drop the leaves as well. So my advice really is, may- again, maybe this is one to take a picture of, send it in to us, I'll have a look at it. Um, but hollies are, are resilient, a bit of trimming back in the early spring, some liquid feeding will bring it back into growth again. Uh, final couple, very quickly, Mairead's has vine weevil white grubs eating fuchsia roots and so on how to control and is it a good time to cut overhanging branches of a tree and now that the leaves are gone yeah a great time to prune back broadleaf trees in general because you can see what you're doing so a brilliant time to cut back beech or birch or any of any of the broadleaf trees um, in, in terms of the vine weevil so these are the small white grubs that feed on the roots of plants pot very destructive Use something like uh, Bug Clear Ultra is a specific vine weevil killer. You simply mix it in water, apply it to the soil, and that will get rid of the grubs. And um, this is the time to do it. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.